Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 135 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now. Royal Pizza, pizza past and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza is offering curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu in the list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations, eight of which include dine-in options. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation, the Mediterranean chicken. All right. Well, uh, every Friday in Oilers now at 1.30, we hook up with my play-by-play par- partner, Jack Michaels from the Oilers Radio Network. Hello, Jack. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Bob. How are you? Good, good, good. Hey, we're going to have a little bit of fun first. And this is, see, when you sit next to a guy in a plane for 10 years, you know a lot about him. So I know you're Sound not guard, the... Black Hole Sun. What's that? Soundgarden, Black Hole Sun? Yes. Great song. I didn't care for the video. You know what? I don't like that video either. Oh, there we go. See? I Unfortunately, I've rubbed off on you. Well, uh, okay. Uh, now, I, I do just, I, you know what? I was going to mention, you don't like Billy Joel, right? No. So I, all of his songs, and there are plenty. The worst I can remember was the video for, an, I mean, one of his worst songs of all time, which was You're Only Human. That video in particular on his scale of horrendous videos is high, is way up there. Now, I know you like seeing Christine Brinkley in Uptown Girl, Bob, but come on. Uh, Worst rock and rollers of all time. I, you know, I do think She's Always a Woman is a great song. I think that's an yeah, awesome song. A lot song. of people like that one. A lot of people like Piano Man. I, I'm just... I, when people ask me, like, a, a couple of guys that, that everyone loves that I think are horrendous, Billy Joel and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I cannot, I, I mean, I really don't have a lot of time. You're right. She's Always a Woman is an okay song. Piano Man is an okay song. But two people who are grossly overrated. You know what's interesting? Because if I was to think of a guy coming from western Pennsylvania, that loves going into the old Nassau County Coliseum. And what yeah, banner... I think I'd love him. 
You, you would think, think you would love them. You're right. You know? I, I, and I'll give you another one. My mom is from Boston, but that doesn't mean I don't think Aerosmith is grossly overrated. Grossly overrated. Really? Yeah. Crying, Amazing, and Crazy are all the same song. Look it up. See, I like Dream On. Yeah, that's their, I mean, that was their, you know, that was their go-to hit. That was when they were, you know, big in the 70s. I I just, uh, I got to tell you that the modern Aerosmith, I have no time for either. So now, those are three bands that almost everyone likes that I can't stand. It's kind of funny just with Dream On because they used that in the Disney version of uh, Miracle, the 1980 U.S. Olympic gold medal victory. And, of course, and I brought this up before, Jack, sometimes Disney's known for a little bit of revisionist history in similar storytelling, and they referred to Canadians in that movie as, you know, a bunch of hacks and thugs and everything. I'm like, they had the exact same team you did. They grabbed a bunch of college guys from the U of A and University of Toronto and Jim Nill from Calgary and Glenn Anderson from Denver. You know, like they, they were the same team. They and they played it, and actually, Canada won some games head to head against the U.S. that year, going into that Olympic year in uh, Lake Placid back in 1980. So, and so that that I know that song is at the end of the movie Miracle with Kurt Russell. Uh, who's that tiny little statue of? Is it Herb Brooks that we see in Saint Paul? I don't know if they've taken that statue they, down. They, they took it down. I think they were going to redo it. I'm not sure whether we've seen the uh, the remodel on that one. For despite the fact that it's across the street, I believe you elected to take the bus this year. <laughs> you know, Jack. I just want to be with the guys. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> not walkable. It's not walk. Should we should we tell a story of it's not walkable and 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 what happens on the road yeah, when we, we should bring everyone in on the joke, Bob? Uh, we're all the butt of jokes at various points and times throughout the year. Bob's uh, for those listeners. Let's face it; he can be somewhat sedentary at times. And uh, there is a hotel in St. Louis that is in relative close proximity. Uh, to where the Blues play, and you can actually see it from the hotel, and and, uh, the famous line that Bob Stauffer uttered upon gazing his eyes at the not-so-distant arena three blocks away is, sorry guys, not walkable. And that was a spring day. There are days in St. Louis where you don't want to walk, and I'll tell a joke on myself, where Bob remembers well me showing up about an hour and a half before the face-off, and it looked like I'd been through a car wash because I got caught in a thunderstorm. I was really happy about that, let me tell you. You, Jack, were, my- you, you were grinning from ear to ear. You looked like a split-open watermelon. Remember, I had to hang my suit on the back door of our booth. I was so happy that happened to you. I was, you were quite pleased, yeah. <laughs> All right, we're joined by Jack Michaels, uh, Bob Stoffer with you at Oilers Now. Hopefully we're going to have some games here to call, Jack. It's an exciting time. We've gone through the music gamut. It, it certainly looks like all signs are pointing to at least getting uh, to the point of training camp. Look, you're an American guy that's working in Canada. You've embraced coming to Canada. Uh, I know you've watched the situation in the States. Uh, are you concerned at all that we might not get to the point of hub cities? I'm slightly 
really concerned, but I'm, I'm also so excited about the prospect of hockey. I'm trying to pretend that, uh, you know, that, that everything's going to go off without a hitch here. And, and mostly because, you know, Bob, you and I have heard so much, and, and I understand people are concerned about the Oilers' first-round matchup. I don't think it's a gimme. But there's been so much talk about Chicago's playoff experience. And it occurred to me the other day, how many teams can say that they've got five of their six defensemen back from their last playoff appearance? And, you know, I I think that might serve the Oilers well here as we get going. Uh, The fact that, you know, from 2017, they've got five of their six back. Uh, and they played in two highly competitive series. And I would suggest to you that the Western Conference playoff caliber competition in 2017 is stronger than it's going to be in 2020. I, I really believe that. I, I feel like both San Jose and Anaheim teams are, are as, as strong as any as you're going to see in 2020. That's just my opinion. But I feel like uh, the Oilers' playoff experience should not be underrated heading into this sprint to the finish line. Do you follow uh, Mike Kelly, who puts the stuff out on that point hockey site, Jack? I do. I, you know, I, yeah. he's got a lot of advanced stats. And, Bob, you know I'm, I try to blend, but, yeah. you know, you're probably more progressive when it comes to that as, 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 than I am. But I, I do follow him and, and know his stuff. Yeah, he did a breakdown that was really interesting, and I mean, he, he you know, he's, he he talked about Chicago being one of the top three or four teams off the rush in the league, but he's like, except Edmonton's better off the rush, and then he talked about the fact that Chicago, I mean, Chicago is the worst defensive team in the NHL, and you know, gave up a bunch of goals and had a lot of they they were dead last in uh amount of time they spent on their own defensive end uh and the orders were a decent cycle team and 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 he was talking five on five and then he goes and then of course special teams and and so the question jack i have for special teams you talk about experience but how difficult do you think it's going to be for the orders to translate that regular season success from you know 17 weeks ago on the special teams to when we get playing in three weeks from now. So 20 weeks, like that's five months. Is that something that is transferable in your opinion? Well, I think part of it, and you've discussed this on your show quite frequently, and I think it's going to benefit Edmonton when it comes to the power play. You've made a point of saying one of the reasons Edmonton's power play is so difficult to defend is they don't necessarily rely on a ton of set plays. Glenn Gullison, who runs the Oiler power play, has given his players on that unit the freedom to be fluid in their decision-making and not be beholden to a particular play or two. And I believe coming out of the break, when you're trying to establish structure, I think that's where you see a lot of sloppy plays, and you know, because you're trying to get your systems established, and yet no one's really used to it yet. But on the other hand, if the reason for your success has been fluidity and reading off one another, I think that comes back sooner than any sort of structured system. So there's a possibility that that 
that would work in Edmonton's favor, and the Oilers might be able to strike quickly out of the gate. I don't know whether you'd agree with that, but I've heard it come up on your show a number of different times, and it's my belief that when you've got guys maybe not at the pinnacle of game shape and you've got a team that, you know, hasn't had structure around it for quite some time, that maybe that natural ability to play with one another would come into play. Yeah, I just, and, you know, we've talked about those slots, Jack, over the last couple of years because the power play's been really good since Gullitson's come here. But the 1-3-1, the guys in the three, they're unmatched in the league. Nugent Hopkins, in his career, uh, you know, in terms of power play minutes per 60 minutes played, has been a first-line player. And we know what McDavid and Dreisaitl are. And no, in my opinion, no team can match in in a 1-3-1 uh, formation on a power play. Nobody can match Edmonton's three, and that's part of the reason why. And it's the options and the ability for those guys to think. So I completely agree with you. By the way, Jack, on this date, going back in 2009, the Edmonton Oilers, as we look at this day in Oilers history, the Edmonton Oilers made a pretty significant trade. They acquired David Perron in a deal from the... Uh, sorry, it wasn't in 2009. I'm just trying to, I'm going to have to pull up. Brendan Escott's with us as well here. I just lost it on the script momentarily. But the Oilers ended up on the state in 2013. The Oilers traded 2009 first-round pick Magnus Pierre and a 2014 second-rounder to the Blues for David Perron. Uh, Perron, as you know, had 28 goals the next year, 57 points, was traded to Pittsburgh uh, in January 2015, and the Oilers got back a first-round pick that was used as part of the Griffin Reinhardt trade. Just, I, I know you've always liked David Perron as a player. He's still a really good player, and he's, he almost looked like he was falling a bit out there for a while, Jack, when he was with Pittsburgh. Went Pittsburgh and Anaheim in the same year and then kind of rediscovered himself with St. Louis and Vegas. Just a thought on David Perron. Well, I mean, I think in two of the last three years, Bob, has he not put up career numbers? I mean, he's he is, you know, a guy that is not the swiftest skater. And I think five or six years ago, if you'd ask the average guy, I said, ah, the game, will, the game will pass him by. But what people don't realize about David Perron is how competitive a guy he is. And he's one of the last guys, and I know he put up, what, he put up 50 assists, a career high a couple of years ago when he was with Vegas. But he's a guy who will shoot from anywhere. And in a day and age where even on Edmonton's own team, you know, I know you and I sometimes are, are wishing that 97, 29, and 93 all shoot the puck a little bit more. But David Braun has never met a shot he doesn't like. And, you know, for me, that's, a, that's an appealing quality about a player. Again, especially in, in the pass-first mentality of today's player in the NHL. So uh, I always found David Braun an engaging guy. I'm not quite sure the reasons why he fell out of favor at Edmonton. But all I can tell you is that, you know, of all the guys who've come back and, and seen Edmonton, you know, a great deal, he's not a guy I root against. I'll put it that way, Bob. Well, and he's he's a highly competitive player, and that's part of the reason why he's been successful as he is. I think a lot of it had to do just with the contract situation at that time, the ability to flip it and get a, you know, a, a mid-first-round pick. Unfortunately, it was later used in the Griffin-Reinhardt trade. Jack, thanks for your time. We'll hook up next Friday, but we'll probably talk before then. Sounds good. Have a great weekend, Bob. Looking forward to getting back 
with you soon in a professional environment. All right. Thank, well, this is a professional environment, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but we're separated. Believe it or not, I miss you. Oh, quit lying. There we go. Thanks, Jack. See ya. It's 1.50 at Edmonton. We'll take a timeout and wrap up Oilers now after this. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stopper on 630 Chat. It is 1.52 at Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stopper with you on Oilers Now. Uh, it's going to be the Reed Wilkins Network coming up here. He is going to join us in 18 seconds' time. He is on from 2 to 4 today uh, and uh, will be pinch hitting for uh, Jalen and I. And then, I, well, I guess I got. I guess I need to find out from Reed. Reed, are you doing the 68 as well or just 2 to 4? Are you double dipping? What's going on, my man? Yeah, I'm doing 2 to 4. Jalen's off this week, so a few of us have pitched in to help out there. And then I am doing inside sports from 6 to 8. So maybe there'll be some timely news on inside sports or maybe for the 15th consecutive show i'll be telling people maybe tomorrow it'll all be officially officially but yeah i'm doing both uh by the way one of the themes we've had on today's show and i know we're waiting for the other shoe to drop here in terms of the nhl uh the nhlpa the vote uh, not just with the players but also with the board of governors but we've talked a bit about songs that you like that got wrecked by the video and uh, I brought, and we are going to close today with a Pet Shop Boys song to close out. But I brought up "It's a Sin" uh, from Pet Shop Boys, and also Dave Matthews Band. Uh, you know, it, there's a couple uh, real good songs with Dave Matthews Band, and I thought the videos were just weak, weak, weak. But uh, let her rip. This is right up your mail, you buddy. This is what you do. So have at her. Well, one one video that I always have thought is incredibly cheesy, and the song maybe isn't great in hindsight, but when you're you're a kid or a teen like I was when it came out, it was a fun song, uh, and the video is just you, like you can smell the cheese coming off the TV screen or the or the phone screen. And I I did show this video to Brendan Escott during a commercial break of an Oilers game this season. I don't know if you remember this, Brendan. Rock you by Helix. Uh, you know, it's kind of a fun anthemic song from that era, but the video is the band and they're like sort of working on a chain gang and breaking rocks and it's uh, it's not good. I wouldn't say it ruined the song for me, but it's it's some prime 80s cheese in that video. It's I, I really think it's worth watching between the end of your show and the start of the uh, 6.30 Chet Afternoons, you know, wherever you are right now. You know what? Helix did a pretty good job of. They did a remake of, uh, well, not a remake. They did a version, a cover of A Foot in Cold Water. Is that the name of the song? What's I don't remember that. Sorry, Bob. Oh, yeah. You don't remember that? No, it was A Foot in, uh, sorry, the, the, yeah, a foot in Cold, uh, Anything You Want. Which is a huge hit for a foot in cold water. So they did a version of anything you want. Make me do anything you want. And he looks. Oh right. That, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. That was, so, yes. I, sorry. I got you now. Yep. Yeah. I. I, I mixed. I. Yeah. So a foot in cold water was the band, and they did a make me do anything you want. And I thought it was a pretty good version by Helix. Uh, all right. What do you got coming up? Uh, two to four here. Well, I, I just got to check my email because Chris Bretlinger Grant is the producer of uh, Six Thirty Chat Afternoons, and he says, "Don't worry, Reed, it'll be uh, right up your alley." So he just sent me who's on. Oh, Rob Brown's on the show. I know him. Uh, Nick Pope is on the show, who uh, used to run the British government's UFO project. And then, speaking of music from Sirius uh, XM, Eric Alper is on the show today as well. So that's uh, it's going to be fun. We'll have we'll have some fun chat. I think it'll be good. And then tonight, inside sports, like I said, 
We will have the latest news if there is any. Or we'll continue to speculate on it. Uh, John Shannon's going to hop on tonight. Chris Morris is on the show. Uh, Bob, the U of A Golden Bears football coach, of course, they're not going to have a season. There won't be any uh, university football. And there's been a ruling made here about uh, players who have now all of a sudden been deemed too old to come back and play. Sorry, man. If you're in school, you should be allowed to play. It's that simple. Yeah, well, as I'm sure you can guess, Chris isn't uh, thrilled about it. But he's going to give... Well, you, it's a hor- it's a horrible decision, but I, I mean, Chris is right there on the front line, so he'll have some good good perspective on that. Not the only horrible decision that's come out of the university regarding sport here over the last month or so. All right, uh, Reed, look forward to it. Two to four today again. Reed uh, Wilkins pinch hitting for Jalen. Thank you, Reed. Uh, See you, Bob. Met- yep, thanks a lot. Uh, so Reed's got John Shannon on tonight. John, of course, is a regular Monday contributor to Oilers Now or NHL Insider. Uh, Edmonton Oilers general manager Ken Holland will be joining us on the uh, Monday edition of Oilers Now. Have a uh, terrific weekend. Eileen's up next with a global news live by 6.30 Chet Afternoons uh, with guest host Reed Wilkins, West End Girls. So long, everybody. Sometimes you're better off dead as a gun in your hand is pointing at your head. You think you're mad, too unstable, kicking in chairs and knocking down tables in a restaurant in a West End town. Call the police as a madman around, running down underground to a dive bar in a West End town. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.